the Spanish announce table. It is the Spanish announce table. It is our yearly uh, Christmas special, if you will. Uh, Dear Santa 2023. Why is that, Dear Santa? Because every year we go through a wish list of three uh, our dear Santa, right? Like, please give us this for wrestling Christmas, right? Oh, yeah. I'm Tim. That's Tom. And in between us, we've got the human duplex machine, Taz. <laughs> Isn't that great? That's just such a fun yeah. photo. That is such a fun photo. Oh, look, and we, got a, we got a thumbs up because of uh, Apple mm-hmm. and their overriding of Zoom calls. So that's cool. Oh, there like it is that. again. Okay. Yep. Nice. Nice. Apple's yeah. awesome. So if you're listening back on the podcast, you're like, what are these guys talking about? You should have been watching us live on YouTube. We do it every week at 7-11 on the dot, Thursday nights, the one true time zone, Mahomes, Central Time. Tom, uh, pro wrestling, man, we've got a lot to talk about. AEW Dynamite this week was a blast. We're going to talk about that. We're going to run through uh, the who's and the what's and the when's and the where's of that and break down Mm -hmm. what we thought about it and ask you, uh, the listeners and viewers, the same. But Man, after that, when we get into this Dear Santa, I'm excited about my list. I'm sure your list is pretty solid. Um, and I think they're reasonable. I have reasonable requests from Santa this year. Ooh, I'm excited. You know, one thing that we should do is maybe keep track and see if any of them actually come true, like starting now. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, because, yes. because, again, uh, also for anyone joining in the uh, live stream or listening back on the podcast, we have exciting news next week to tell you. So be on the lookout and definitely uh, be available to listen or watch uh, next week's episode because some major news, major news in the world of Tim and Tom broadcasting pro wrestling entertainment. Uh, so yeah. excited to tell you out all that next yeah, week. We'll have another one of these, right? Well, and then we'll have our, our year in review like we do. And then we'll tell yeah. you, hey, here's what you can expect next year with, as we've said, it's going to be a rebrand. We said it last week. So this will be interesting. Yes. Yep. And uh, while we are celebrating, again, for those that are watching along, uh, go and get your ZOA. I got my holiday Dwayne Johnson fruit punch, zero sugar uh, energy drink. It tastes amazing. Dwayne Johnson, better known as The Rock. Uh, with a fantastic beverage uh, and a good Christmas choice if you need something to pick you up and uh, celebrate the season. So there you go. A little Duanta Claus uh, for that ass. So excited to do that. Tim, you got any exciting plans for Christmas? Yeah, you got any exciting uh, plans for Christmas? We are going uh, down the road a little bit to Manhattan, Kansas, uh, the old hometown. We're going to, there's some friends of the family that are like my wife's sisters, essentially, right? They've known each other for 30, 40 years at this point. And mm-hmm. um, we will be going and hanging out with some of them over the weekend, right? Um, for a day or two. And then we'll be back up in here in time for the, you know, traditional family Christmas here where we'll mm. uh, give each other the many gifts, right? The, of baller status. What about you? Oh. You do anything cool? You're going to go like climb something or. My brother something? is coming into town. Uh, this will be the first time he's been in town since my wedding. Full blood brother, right? Like this is no, no, no. I'm an only no. child. This is a step brother. Oh. Uh, I am an. Oh, I, I am an only that. child. I thought you. I thought you had like an actual brother, but this is like nope. an actual. I am an only child. I have a step brother from my stepdad, and I have two step sisters from my stepmom. Fun thing about that is when they don't know each other and you're in the mall in the '90s, one might find the other one attractive, and you got to stop that shit immediately. <laughs> That happened once. 
Um, it was really weird. I was like, no. And they're like, who is that? And I was Independence. like, that's my sister. <laughs> well, they're like, that's my sister. And I was like, yeah, really? And I was like, yeah. I was like, damn it. Well, the mall, it was really the nineties, yeah. you know, cause where else right. are you going to go in the nineties? Oh, um, yeah. So, um, yeah, we're going to do, so my brother's coming in town. My mom has like a full rundown. So he has uh, a blended family. And so they have five total children. None of them have left the state of Florida. They all live in Florida. None of them left Florida. So they're coming up here. So my mom is going to do the Plaza and Westport and Crown Center and Union Station right. and World War What, like all of that. We're going to jump in and out of that schedule along with Emily's brother from Omaha is coming down with their three children, plus her other brother with those two children. And we got to hop in and out of that. And then I got my dad. That's an hour away. Got to hop in and out of that. So got a lot that's of bullshit. Lot. Yeah. A lot of that bullshit. A lot. That's a lot to do. That's a lot to do. So you got the Omaha, Kansas city, Florida connection running around. That'll be a fun time. Nothing Secret bad time, happen with that. Secret time though. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anything gets too like I don't want to fucking do it, this tumor is going to be super painful. Oh yeah, you know, I can already tell it's been bothering you. Like, shit, guys, I gotta go sit down. <laughs> I can't Left go. My medication at home, I gotta go. Ah, I can't yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. This fucking thing is going to be here for life. <laughs> even when we, even when we cure it, it's going to be here for life. <laughs> He's like, fun fact: they cleared me a year ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Yeah. I oh I hit the fucking news that they uh, that the medication that I need to pass has been FDA approved. Oh, I told no one about that shit because no one knew <laughs> about that. Oh boy. You told me, but I can keep a secret clearly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're not you're not scheduling things with my mom and all these other people. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what? I kinda so, like tumor Tom. Let's keep it going. Yeah. So all right. Uh yeah, so we I got call a that bunch in and be like, stuff. Tom, I need you, I need you to use the tumor yeah. and help me get ah, out of a jam. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. Oh, by the way, right. side note, um, mm-hmm. one thing though that we did do is uh we got new couches we got the the love sack Ooh, you know okay. the love sack yeah. uh brand now we didn't yep. get it with the speakers and it. it has that available we will be getting that but we wanted to see how it would lay out first before we got speakers in there because it was another like five thousand dollars or whatever uh, but my wife oh. oh yeah i think my wife oh. already hates it though because i call him the ball sack and she doesn't yeah. like that yeah but i think it's funny Look at, so, look you gotta sack. use the like when you tell people like yeah it's love sack be like coincidentally that was my nickname in high school where are you going yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, well and here's the other thing that? well yeah of course well and here's <laughs> the other thing they just told us it shipped uh 22 boxes <laughs> we needed a new couch recently and went and saw that sticker shock and we were like we don't need a couch as much as we think we need a couch right now but oh, yeah. that's coming soon yeah, mm, uh, yeah it's coming mm-mm. the thing that we love about it oh. yeah but the thing yeah. i will say though if you are interested in couches the reason why we chose this brand is you can take it uh the the fabric or the covering off and wash it so we have dogs and they lick everything so you can take that off wash it and then put it back on so that was I'm the real selling this. point yeah uh 
Because uh, that's the if whole you thing. Use our promo code. You can get twenty. Yeah. <laughs> See yeah. how easy that would be, Love Sack. Reach out to us. Yeah, reach uh, out. We can help you out. We can help you out. We'll give you testimonials. We'll go over to Tom's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll we'll hook you up. We will hook you. We'll up. do a wrestling match on the couch, like we're ten year olds. Couch. Yeah. yeah, and we can even we can get color because you could take the thing off and you could wash it. Oh my God, we're selling it for you there, Ball Sacks. Mm-hmm. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come on, Ball uh, Sacks. We'll shore <laughs> that up, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Or maybe we won't. Maybe it'll help. So yeah, maybe it's a what will help is talking about wrestling, right? That heals the wrestling fan's soul, right? Mm-hmm. It's because, you know, quite frankly, listen, I'm going to be honest to you wrestling fans out there. I know you don't have a lot of friends. So that's what we're here for, to give you more of those, right? Jump in our community here, the Table Nation, which I guess we're, maybe we'll change the name of that. Uh, just join in, right? Chat with us live when we do the show, or reach out to us on Threads. Use hashtag ThreadTheTable, um, and just or just you know add us, whatever. Just talk to us. Tell us about the wrestling things you want to talk about, and we'll talk about them here on the show. But uh, we are enamored with AEW, so we like to talk about AEW Dynamite. Tom, you ready for oh, that? Oh yeah! And last night was a fun one. We got arguably don't want to be prisoner of the moment. Arguably mm-hmm. though, the best segment of the year, backstage segment. We'll get to that. Um, and also, we got maybe the upset of the year, because I don't know if I necessarily had that one picked, and we'll get to that too. But we start mm-hmm. off last night's AEW Dynamite holiday bash, by the way, uh, with the coolest man in pro wrestling, Swerve Strickland. Uh, but before Swerve Strickland comes out, Prince Nana comes out. and We're out here in Oklahoma City, and the crowd is eating it up. We're all swerving we're all doing it we got the uh uh, uh, we got the stomp we got the you know all of it all the things all of it and swerve strickland then the the coolest thing about swerve strickland's entrance i will say so the thing that make that i like the most about it isn't necessarily the dancing the dancing is awesome the dancing is fun the best part about it is the contrast of Prince Nana being the hype man, the flavor flave, and then Swerve Strickland no selling it and acting as if, why isn't everyone like him? Like, you guys should all be doing this because I have now entered into the arena. You know what I mean? So uh, that's my favorite part about it is when Prince Nana is doing it and then Swerve just walks right past him and no sells yeah. it. That, that like split second, yeah. that's the coolest part for me. Swerve's kind of like, yeah, that's great for you, man. Like, I'm happy you're getting yeah. over. <laughs> you know, like, well, because cool. if you saw their social media, I think it was AEW as well, but it was definitely Swerve Strickland. He does the Swerve Strickland Prince Nana dance. But it's not as cool when Swerve does it because Swerve's cooler than the dance. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I get it. It was in Jacksonville, the Jacksonville Jag cheerleaders and all that. But like Swerve's cooler than the dance, right? Yeah. Yeah. Swerve's Swerve's cooler than the dance. I ain't here to dance. Like, yeah, exactly. Dance what I'll do in the club, but you ain't invited for that. Right. Like, that's VIP room. Yeah. That's a private party, uh, not the tag team. But, oh, that should join the mogul embassy that would be a fucking great tag team to join yes private party becomes private party yeah in, you ain't oh. in this with then Prince we'll get in real suits mm-hmm. right like being smooth i don't know if these well, kids can pull you, it off but maybe <laughs> no no because oh hear me out but we're doing we're doing a side quest we'll get back on track because mm-hmm. uh, we haven't even talked about the first match but here's where it could be cool is you have the gates of agony right they're the muscle they're the we're fucking you up brian cage the other two guys abs on abs right but private party is in the prince nana camp where they're like yeah we swerve uh, 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 uh. 
but they like get shit done, but they like are comical about it. They're like hyenas. Think of it like uh, in the Lion King, the hyenas yes. that would laugh and stuff. Like they would get shit done, but like you little jackals, like that's their Even that's better. their role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of their boss, but like he's supposed to be in charge of them. He's like keep an eye on them, right? Yeah. And Nana's like what? And he's like yeah, uh-huh. make sure they don't get into too much trouble. And he's like I don't. Okay. Yeah. Right. So and then I they're running. He's like, yeah. no, do this, guys. Right. And they're like, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. This is fun. Yeah. But then they, like, when shit needs to get done, like, they get it yeah. done. Or they're like the intel. Yeah. You know what I mean? The one touch I would add is, yeah, like, they're crazy. They do that. And then, like, when, like you said, when shit needs to get done, they're doing it. And they, oops, took one thing a little too far. And they're like, oops. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, Swear man. When I, right, right, hey, right, right, sorry. Right. Back yeah. up. We'll leave. Right. Yeah. 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 They kick just, someone's just head too far, through the window. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And then they, oops. That would be cool. That would be left right out of here. All right, let's get back on track. So Swerve Strickland makes his way to the ring and he is taking on last night. Roosh, which Roosh is fucking cool, too. I do like Mm -hmm. him. If you're going to keep one of the two between him and Andrade, I'm keeping Roosh. I like Roosh way. Yeah, 100 percent. And in this match, like, I don't want to go through the Toro Blanco, right? Yeah, exactly. And he does the thing just like. Uh, Andrade does where they lay down, which it was cool. One of the spots was Roosh does his sides, you know, lay down with the arm up, and Swerve yeah. Strickland's like, "Well, I'll just put that in an arm bar." Like, what the fuck's up? Okay, if we're that, being honest, know? it's he's he's younger, bigger, stronger, right? Like than Andrade. So yeah, if you're training one in and out, I and I think he's a better Roosh. wrestler. Like, in, like yeah. again, moves don't matter to me, but I've I enjoyed like his matches more, way better than Andrade's. Yeah. Uh, and so again, we get all the fun spots here. Like I mentioned, we get the the bull's horns, knee buckles. We get the side spit, uh, you know, side sit into an armbar, all of that. Uh, but we get the swerve stomp at the end of the match. Winner uh, advancing with twelve points. Swerve Strickland. So what that means at this time is he has advanced to the final or semifinals, as has John Moxley, who has twelve points. At this point, we really are paying attention to if Jay White wins, Jay White gets into the match and it becomes a three-way, or I believe, I think Roosh actually gets eliminated at this point. It's something about Roosh, but something I think- Something like that. But I do remember, yeah, like I just remember, and I needed to pull it for sound clips and didn't, but they were going like, well, nobody wants a three-way. And he's like, yeah, I definitely don't want a three-way. And I was like, I got to get these clips. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was great. Yeah, man, they knew it all get- night. <laughs> Hence, what were what's in between us yeah. all night? They knew exactly what they were saying on the broadcast, oh, yeah. which was awesome. Um, so yeah, Swerve gets the victory, he advances to the semifinals, uh, and then we go backstage. And in a bit of breaking of kayfabe, although I guess they worked it into a storyline, so we'll see. Uh, Chris Jericho was doing a promo mm. by himself backstage, and he tells us about Kenny Omega's diverticulitis. Um, uh, he's going to be out indefinitely. Uh, he says that the Golden Jets opportunity against Big Bill and Ricky Starks at the moment won't happen. So that match will not be happening at World's End. Um, I don't know if that means that Chris Jericho gets another partner or that the tag champs get new number one contenders. So that's interesting. I hope that. I hope that. Look, that match was going to not be good. Well, I mean, Ricky Starks and Kenny Omega can have fun and. Sure, Big Bill and Jericho. Everything, could do all, thing. all of it was cursed. This was not yeah. going to go well. It just wasn't going to happen. 
you know, this isn't one of our categories for next week, but one of the things I was thinking about, though, is uh, biggest cursed wrestler or most jinxed wrestler. And Ricky Starks has had just the worst luck. I mean, he goes through the the whole 10 month that felt like program with Chris Jericho that really led to nothing. Then he catches fire with CM Punk and they start to do all this stuff with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. But then CM Punk gets fired. So then he pivots and has an amazing strap match with Brian Danielson. They do that stuff. Then he gets kind of paired together with Big Bill, makes that work. Now they're tag champions. And then to end the year, he gets a big title match against uh, Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega, two of the bigger stars. Not anymore because Kenny Omega has diverticulitis. So poor Ricky Starks. Tough 2023 for him. But uh, yeah, so... He says uh, Kenny will be back, and when he is, uh, the Golden Jets will be back. And so then he says, you know, I bid you adieu and does the whole thing. Um, I don't know. What do Man, you think? I just, uh, what a weird turn of events, first of all. Notwithstanding, you know, in the Fight Forever game, the F5 move is called diverticulitis. And I was like, yeah. mm-hmm. Like, looking back, I was like, ooh, guys. Well, you want to poke <laughs> fun. Yeah, yeah. you want to poke fun. That mm-hmm. shit can come back at you. Um, so that's the shitty thing with Kenny Omega. Um, and yes, man, poor Ricky Starks. Uh, Starks and Bill, I think we still got some money to do something with. Oh, but, yeah. man, the tag mm-hmm. team division has just become nothing. Well, does it exist? Well, yeah. I, I think, you know, if we were to do our picks and all of that stuff, I, I think I said it last week. I believe what we were going to get out of World's End was a very good match with Ricky Starks and Kenny Omega, you know, going as hard as they could. And then the Young Bucks come back somehow, cost the Golden Jets, and then we do some type of triple threat at an AEW Dynamite, something like that. That's what I was thinking was going to happen. We'll see. The Young Bucks are still kind of MIA. Uh, They stopped doing the BTE, so we'll see about that. But here's my thought on this. So you had Kenny Omega lose the championship to hangman Adam page. And he was gone for seven months. I believe it was, I wasn't keeping track, yeah, but it was, it was multiple months, right? We finally get him back. We do the, the six man tag that he wanted to do with the young bucks. Great. Check that off. Right. But now he's got diverticulitis. And yeah. that's something that obviously Brock Lesnar has wrestled with since, right? He had to retire from the UFC, but then went to WWE and then continued a career. But I'm more saying that, that's kind of strike two. So why don't we just do all of the most amazing, awesome things with Kenny Omega before he has to go, right? Because you don't want strike three and then think to yourself, oh man, we never did the match with whatever. or We never had the rematch with Danielson. You know what I'm saying? And so that's where like so we need the Golden Jets thing. So yeah. we need the goodbye tour is what you're saying? We need the... Not the necessarily goodbye tour, but like kind of how Brian Danielson said, hey, this is my last full year. And so now I've done a strap match with Ricky Starks. I, my fucking eye is broken and my shit on tape, right? Yeah, I'm like, putting that's everything I can yeah. on tape. Yeah. Uh-huh. I feel like that's what Kenny Omega needs to do because you don't want strike three and think to yourself, Oh man, we never uh-huh. got whatever the last man standing match or whatever it is with whoever, you know? Well, what uh, any viewers and listeners need to do is get in in the chat and tell us what they're thinking about. Like Theo P is doing. He said, oh, weak. I was expecting to see T-Mac and Captain Awesome powerbombing each other outside in the snow. No snow. Otherwise, we would have been doing it. Uh, Jeffrey Sill says, oh, shit. Didn't think you guys were doing a live today. Well, why? 
we're the best. Why would you think we wouldn't be doing that? Uh, he said, no more golden jets, uh, more golden lovers. Well, well, and that's another guy who's yeah. kind of talked about maybe he's wrapping it up. So Abushi, and that's another thing, right? If you wanted to do Abushi versus Omega, do that shit in March. Don't be waiting thinking you got that in 2025. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then Theo, yeah, it doesn't snow anymore. It's global warming. You know what I mean? What's snow? Yeah. That's it's not a thing anymore. 55 here today. Yeah, um, 60 degrees. Yeah. Uh, and Jeffrey Seals, if you're just joining in, then stay tuned after this AEW Dynamite chat. We're going to do our Dear Santa wish list, and we want to know what you want from Santa for wrestling Christmas as well. But Same yeah, with you, the Theo. Dynamite. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So then we get back in the ring, and two guys with zero points in the Continental Classic, Mark Briscoe and Jay Lethal. Uh, they, they hook it up here, and they're wrestling. And this was good. Kind of told the story of two guys who've known each other for a long period of time. I think the most interesting thing here is Mark Briscoe gets the victory, but Jay Lethal does the like handshake, honorable, you got one over, like doesn't do a heel type of thing. And so you think about that contrasting with Jeff Jarrett and Sanjay Dutt and all of those guys, Team TNA, do you think we possibly do a loser leaves town jeff jarrett jay lethal kind of thing i wouldn't like hey if they weren't like what the hell did you shake his hand for and you should go mm-hmm. out and stomp him mud hole in him and yada 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 and he's like dude calm down jeff right like, yeah he's what is it with you jeffs right uh, <laughs> and then he's like jesus man um you know what those guys on the spanish now say well, we're right about you um I bet I'll say mm-hmm. that. I bet I'll say mm-hmm. that. I bet he will say that. Yeah, that would be yeah. fun. I wouldn't hate that. Um, interesting that they pointed out the announcers again, who I think were on on their A game last night, like you had pointed mm-hmm. out, um, hit on that Mark Briscoe is like, hey, listen, I understand. I'm treating this like my rookie year as a singles competitor. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, you know, if we are pivoting to more of a sports-based storytelling, I think we need to start telling what is the major difference between someone who wrestles in a tag team and someone who's a singles competitor? Oh, more on that later in our dear Santa. Yeah, yeah because, you know, uh, not yeah. to trample on what may be your thing, yeah. but, like, you're kind of telling me that singles people can do it because Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho never really had a tag team, and here they are. They're yep. number one contenders. Bill, Big Bill and Ricky Starks never even knew each other eight months ago, and they're tag team champions. So we'll uh, get into that later. Um, all right. So then after the match, Mark Briscoe wins, as I mentioned, they do the handshake and they, uh, go to the next segment and it's a recap of M- MJF joining the national Jewish sports hall of fame, uh, which again, pro wrestling isn't a sport, but good for him. Hey, isn't that fun? Yeah. We still got, if you're going to call it the- sports and athletics hall of fame, then I'll be like, all right, fine. <laughs> you're going to call it sports and entertainment, but anyhow, um, yeah. all right, then let's sports get to the fun stuff. Yeah, there it is, right? And then you put Tom Hanks in there. Uh, Samoa Joe. Ryan Gosling. Yeah. The fucking Iron Claw guys, which I'm going to see this yeah. week. I might give you guys a review of that. So stay tuned to our social media. Going to go see it on Saturday. Um, all right, back on track here. Samoa Joe walks out and Joe says, hey, you know what's interesting? Every time the devil attacks someone, we see it. Attacked Hangman. Attacked the Acclaim. Attacked Jay White. But the one time we didn't see him attack someone was when it was MJF, who was just, just laid out with a beer bottle just so nicely around his wrong. forehead. Yeah. Now, here's where I would push back on that. 
uh, isn't the cameras controlled by the production team? Like that's a yeah, Tony Khan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't you think Tony Khan yeah. and MJF are in this? Yeah. And can't we, um, can't, there's footage, right? Can we find footage? Yeah. What happened? Well, here? look, uh, another thing that I, I, we don't need to do it too much of a deep dive on, but one thing that uh, happened to me and I saw on threads and other social media platforms that happened to others is there's plenty of little blackout moments where we're watching a match and the match just the feed stops and then we get back to it. And that wasn't part of the devil thing. That was part of shitty production. So maybe that's the story we're telling is that they just have shitty production yeah, and they didn't well, get the MJF attack. And, and, you know, if we remember not too long ago, Tony Khan was kind of putting out on Twitter. It was like, hey, this is, this not is a TBS. Me, this is a them. Yeah, this is yeah. TBS, yeah. Which yeah. they're in contract negotiations. So look, side quest. I've heard and seen the rumors that WWE good fucking go to Warner brothers. I would yeah. love for AEW to leave TBS and TNT. They have been nothing but mid this entire time. So if they get a deal with USA or Fox or you know, fucking great NBC. Good. Cause fucking Warner brothers discovery, whatever the synergy stuff is great. I like, but everything else give miss me with it. You guys suck. Mm. Anyhow, um, let's get back on track. Uh, so Samoa Joe goes, isn't that interesting? How, you know, got some questions for MJF. So MJF, why don't you come out here? And MJF is like, Hey, I get laid out, but you said you were going to watch after me. Yeah. So where, like, where were you? Are, yeah. Like, are you watching after your property? Like you watch after your diet? Like what the fuck is up with this? Which I thought was pretty good. And yeah. Then they get kind of, you know, accusation, accusation. They get face to face. And then the little devil guys come out. Right. A bunch of them. Yeah. A bunch of them. And they're punching each other, punching each other, punching, you know. Yep. And then they clear the ring of the mass people. Side note again. I get it. But also just take one of the masks off. You'll find out who they are. Yeah. Who's yeah. that guy? Anyhow. Um, but the lights go out. Then the devil man pops up on the screen. But it says, I wrote this down, it says, where can you go? Who can you trust? Next week, will you accept a challenge for your ROH tag team championship? Are you a hero, Max? And then Max goes, all right, Joe, I know. And Joe just takes the microphone and goes, we accept. Yeah, fuck this. Yeah. Uh-huh. So here's a question I have for you. We don't revisit this, so we'll do it now. And also, I got a side question for you. So side question is, why do you think the devil keeps asking MJF to put up his ROH World Tag Team Championship titles? Yeah, and yeah, not as not as World Heavyweight Team. Well, because it's a long con, right? He's starting with this to get to that, right? Um, but I... It's weird. He keeps doing the are you a hero thing, and we touched on that a little while ago, what I thought that could be, you know, with, you know, is Adam Cole in peril or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's still a lot of layers going here on what this could be. The one thing I will say is things in silence don't hit so well because you got guys in the crowd being like, Deborah, let me be on your way, fucking hurry up, right? Like, and it's just, it, it taints the whole thing, right? 
Yeah, it's Bully Ray, someone yelled, I heard. Yeah, yeah that's where you got to have some some music. You know what I mean? Something right. that plays behind it. If you're just going to do text. Yeah. Here's, here's my theory. Like, keep people yeah. going like, ooh. Right. Here, here's my theory on this. It's because I think it's, we'll get to who we think it is. But if it is Adam Cole, it would make sense that Adam Cole would say, I love those tag team championships. So I still want that thing, right? Before I take the championship away from MJF, I still want my tag championships. So I will have someone do my bidding, then take that. Then that's mine. Cause I, that's what I've been wanting. And then the world title will take care of itself with Samoa Joe, yeah. whoever it is. You know what I mean? Could be. So now Tim, let's do the weekly question until we find out who it is. Tim mm. this week, who is the devil? And, uh, and ladies and gentlemen in the chat, you can also put your pick of who is the devil. Roderick Strong. Ooh. That is interesting. That is interesting. You yeah. want to go to your you want to go to your one shot and say it again? Because then it, it adds more uh, you know, pizzazz. Roddy Strong is the devil. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, right. There um, we go. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I am gonna say Theo P says it's Vince McMahon's brain in a John Cena clone body. I mean, duh. Come on, we're not going. That is who answers. it would be if we were watching a WWE version of this story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, Theo. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we're not going with obvious answers. We're trying to have some fun here and try to think outside yeah. the box. Okay. Yeah. Um, we know it's Hornswoggle. We get it. Right, duh. Hornswoggle <laughs> sitting on uh, Matt Cardona's shoulders. We know. Uh, <laughs> In the church <laughs> oh, That'd be funny. Uh, I still think for whatever reason, the, the world championship titles, that angle makes me, my brain, my dumb mashed potato brain go to Adam Cole, but I still think it's Jack Perry. I still think Mm. Jack and that's, and now it's becoming more and more because like I've mentioned, you can't just have him walk out and go, hey, guys, because he's just going to get drowned out with CM Punk chance. True. So you have to have him come in doing something big. That's it. Well, yeah, there's no way to mingle him into this storyline now without him being the, the guy, devil. you know? Yeah. 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 I just, mm, <laughs> you know, like when you look at like, who could it be? You're just kind of like, oh, all right. We'll mm. see. Right. Could go either way here. It could go either way. Yes, it could. I, I, I strong think Adam Cole could be the guy we're talking about here, too. Yes. The thing, the only apprehension I have there is, and this goes to Kevin Owens saying something on Monday Night Raw, is I do think Adam Cole's injury to his ankle was like legit, real shit. You're not doing anything for a long time. Mm. So I just don't know. Unless it's a you can't touch me kind of thing, and then when he's finally healthy, that's when the payoff yeah, is. Be the devil from afar with a bunch of minions right. out there doing your. Yeah, so possibly, but yeah, so the injury is the only reason I say no. But yeah, it could be wrong. Jeffrey Sills, who says a few years ago tag teams mattered, but now they're passing that belt around like a blunt, which is true. But he says the devil is the last outlaw. Double J, J E double F, J A double R. E 
Double T. I went to the one shot for you there, Tom. I always forget to put myself on the one shot. I was putting you on there. When I look back, I'm like, oops. (laughs) Leave the chat, Jeffrey. Leave the chat. Like, listen, I know you Jeffs try to stick together, but like, he ain't the one, right? Yeah, no, I'm (laughs) kidding. Don't do that. Um, Please stay in the chat. Please don't. Please. Yeah, I'm only joking. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, Again, we probably will get another fun question next week of who is the devil. So uh, keep playing along as we uh, recap AW Dynamites. Yeah. Uh, all right. The thing so then that we go- I like to point out too is you know okay. they all keep talking about like well the well, now we've seen the devil attack Hangman so we know it's not Hangman be like no what if I'm the devil I could stage an attack upon myself everybody's still in play in my the eyes. funniest thing is still that he drove the car and then said put him through the car I drove <laughs> yeah I'm like oh, I gotta take the yeah. rental back. <laughs> Bought the insurance, you know. Yeah, we bought the insurance. Why did you do it to your own car, you fucking idiots? (laughs) That's why it could be Jack Perry, because he's fucking dumb. Right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. That is great. All right, so we go backstage after that, and Renee is with the best friends, and Rocky Romero is looking at everyone, and he's like, you know, I'm looking for some opportunities. And Orange Cassidy's like, yeah, I got it. All right, Saturday, or Friday. Rampage, let's do yeah, this. See you there. And everyone's pumped. Like uh Trent's like, like awesome, yeah, like Rocky. Slapping him on the chest. Like, great yeah. job, dog. <laughs> Chris Statlander's like, this is great for you. you and it. Renee's even like, good job. And he's like, wait, what the fuck just happened? So we'll see he's how like, that goes. What I meant, but... yeah, right. yeah. yeah, that'll be a fun match. Yeah, that'll be good. Um, and then we get a highlight, one of the highlights of the night. Next up, we get a match between Rio and Soraya, but that's not the highlight. The highlight is Timeless Tony Storm joins the commentary table, oh. and that is where we get, as you can see, what is in between us the human duplex machine. We also got another just awesome just line. played right into that, too. Yeah, he's he's like, like, oh, yeah. yeah, no, that's right. Of course, yeah, that's exactly what they get. Yeah. More or less, that's what they well, call Split yeah. level Jones, I think he said. Yeah, I got a little split yeah. level Jones here. <laughs> right. Just which Jones? I love it. He's like, oh, a little. Yeah, everything is little, Jones. Yeah, a little broken leg Jones over here. Like, everything is Jones, and I think that's great. Uh, the other great line, though, from Tony Storm is she looks over to Tony Schiavone, and she's like, Tony, when Sting's not here, you don't have much to say, do you? Yeah. <laughs> just like, God damn. <laughs> that's just great. Yeah. Tony oh, Storm is raising up one of my favorites in the wrestling industry very fast like yeah she giving her free reign to just be this character and throw barbs is working perfectly for me awesome yep and so in this match we get rio versus soraya winner will take on timeless tony storm at world's end uh to the surprise of no one we get rio wins i am not gonna look if you like rio that's what I'm doing for you. I'm trying to be positive and patient going into 2024. As I've said a billion times, wrestling's big enough to where you can like her, and I don't, and that's okay. I also forgot Soraya existed. They're you know, well, world champion. <laughs> Soraya's, yeah, Soraya's doing the fun thing. Well, I don't know if it's really fun anymore, but the thing with her and Ruby Soho and 2.0, because yeah. remember, we want magic Matt and Soraya to actually get together. Remember when yeah. we thought of that idea? God. So they're doing that stuff. And that's fun. I think a love story and we'll get to my Santa stuff in a little bit, but I think a love story thing is great, especially on a rampage, for example. So um, here's where 
They fucked up, though, Tim. So since the dawn of time was Tony Storm, everything's been in black and white. Yeah, everything has been in black and white. Even when we go back to her on commentary, it's black and white. And this is where you got to be better, guys. You can't say you fired some production guy. And then the first week that guy is gone, and I know he's post-production or whatever, but still, when Timeless Tony Storm is in the ring with Rio, it's in color. And Rio's attacking her, and it's in like you just fucking missed the boat, man. She even does her, she even does her pay-per-view matches in black and white. Like, the fuck are you guys? Man, come on. That was that was the biggest miss of the night. Is it just took me out of everything. Now, when uh, when Tony Storm does leave the ring and Luther's holding her. We do get back to black and white. Mariah May comes in and hits Rio with the title. (laughs) Tony Storm acts like she's never seen Mariah May. Like, who the hell is that? Yeah, (laughs) I I know. I love that they were like, she's been running around with her for months. What is it? (laughs) (laughs) Who is this? Who is this charlatan? You know, she's even asking people in the crowd, like, do you know who that is? Yeah, "Yeah, we know who that is. So fun. Tony Storm is the best. Tony Storm's the best. And I really like this Mariah May thing. And now that we've taken the kind of detour of now, all of a sudden, Tony Storm doesn't even know who she is. Maybe that gets some different feelings from Mariah May. We'll see. Uh, I like it. I'm interested in it. Um, All right. Then we go up to the commentary table and Tony Schiavone interrupts the, the show because he has prepared statement from Christian Cage. And I'm not going to go through the whole highlights of it, but essentially he tells Oklahoma City to shut up, tells Tony Storm or tells Tony Giovanni to read it how he should. Don't be a hack. All this stuff. Uh, he said he took Nick Wayne on vacation and that's why he yeah. missed the show. Uh, and he said he'll answer Adam Copeland's challenge for World's End uh, on collision this Saturday. So we'll hear from him uh, Saturday night on collision. I love that even through Tony Schiavone's disgusted tone, you could still hear Christian Cage's voice just just echoing yep. through that entire reading, and it was perfect. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Christian Cage is just hitting grand slams right now. Oh. Fucking love him. Love him. Jeffrey still says, I love Christian faxing in his promo. <laughs> Yeah, it's that's how you have to do it. I mean, it's such an asshole move, uh, and I wouldn't expect anything less from him. Like that's what I love. Then, about yeah, him. and to credit, like Tony Schiavone reads him shitting on Tony Schiavone. Schiavone's <laughs> <So, laughs> the best. Could have just skipped right over that. Nope, has to read it. Has to read it. All right, now let's go into uh, what I thought was the segment of the night, and arguably, again, don't want to be a prisoner of the moment. Uh, segment of the year. Samoa Joe and MJF are backstage and they're arguing and MJF says, uh, Joe, you ain't a great security guard. Uh, and he says, I'm going to find the devil. So get out of here. Right. And so, uh, Samoa Joe says, fine, then fuck you. I'll just let you go. If you don't think you need me, then I won't be be around. Yeah. And so MJF starts to walk away from Samoa Joe. And then he sees one of the, uh, the goons mask. And it's sitting right in front of the Mogul Embassy's door. And so he knocks on the door. Prince Nana answers. MJF grabs him, gets right in his face. Yeah. And then Swerve is like, what are you doing with my property? And then Prince Nana goes, like scurries off, right? And we get just 
line after line after line. I mean, both. First off, uh, you know, Swerve Strickland is cutting down MJF and you expect MJF to like have a retort ready. But before he does it, he does the fucking song first. Yeah. He's like, Swerve. Yeah. Skirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it, skirt. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm just kidding. It's your turn. No, actually, it's mine. And then he goes again. But yeah, that he started to sit because it caught me off guard. He's like, swerve, swerve. And I was like, what is he doing? And then he's like, garments. And I was like, and he's like, ah, I'm kidding. But yeah, love that. Um, we get, yeah, like I said, we get MJF saying, mm. hey, your your song isn't playing, so obviously you're not over right now. You're right. We get uh, Swerve Strickland saying, you do tryouts, I sign contracts. We get, hey, thanks for driving me around, MJF. You were the best chauffeur. All mm. this, you know, they used to be an MLW, which I think yeah. I've told this before, but like my first exposure to Swerve Strickland and MJF was an MLW show on YouTube where Tony Schiavone was calling it on commentary was MJF with the, you know, the same lines you're hearing today. And then Swerve Strickland lost the championship and then started pulling out his hair. That was my first exposure to those two guys. And I was just like, these guys are awesome. Um, So anyhow, again, we're getting all these barbs back and forth, back and forth. And MJF essentially says, Hey, maybe you're the devil. And and he's like, hey, look, I'm not the devil, but I'll bring hell if you want to. And MJF before that was alluding to like, I keep hearing you begging for all these championship shots, which he is right. He's like, keep mm-hmm. hearing you begging for it. But like, there's levels to this here in AEW. Yeah. You're not on mine. So what did you think of all this fun? Uh, that's all great. Um, and like it was. You're right. There, there was no misstep, right? They both were just. Nobody like hit a fucking bunt right <laughs> on that. Yeah. Like it was just back and forth to the point where they were like, okay. And it didn't even feel like they were going to fight. It was just kind of like, we'll, we'll fucking see each other when that mm-hmm. time comes. Yep. Except like when Swerve's like, basically like, unless you want to keep this being a problem and then we get the fucking door opening and fucking, yeah. you know, the steroid SWAT team is there ready to fucking throw down, you know? Yeah. And, and then, and then uh, the, the Samoa Joe walks back up. He's like, hey, we got a problem here. And Swerve was like, no, no, we're good. Everything's good. And then Samoa Joe's like, good. MJF and I, we've got things to talk about. And you still see like them both side-eyeing each other. As mm-hmm. Oh, Joe he, said, and- he said, we got other business to, to tend to. And he's like, all right, go handle it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, well, yeah. Said, Bye. Bye. So- I'm not stopping you. <laughs> Yeah, and look, the I, I again, as everyone who's listening probably knows, I live post on threads and a little bit on Twitter during uh, AW Dynamite. Everyone, well, threads is. Yeah, uh, threads is. Everyone exploded with Swerve Strickland needs to be the next champ. Swerve Strickland needs to be the next champ. So, Tim, I'm not saying, you know, let's do our picks for World's End, all of that stuff, but if you were to predict who the person is that dethrones MJF from this long historic AEW title reign. Who is that person in your mind? I mean, Swerve is a good choice. I would do a little more of what we just saw here over a little bit of time to build Mm -hmm. just an animosity that has to come to a head. Right. Mm -hmm. And put it into a situation where almost, 
I would almost get it flipped back to MJF being the heel and making like swerve. You're just you're never gonna get there, dog. Like sorry, right, yeah. you're always gonna come up short. You just mm-hmm. can't. Sorry, and then you know, like maybe yeah. after we've maybe lost this mogul embassy, right? Like I'd, I'd flip some time, but that would mean a lot of time with MJF having the title though. So uh, I don't know. Yeah. That that's the hard part, right? Is he's had it for so long that unless he's doing a Roman Reigns type schedule and missing a couple shows to make this championship reign last longer, I don't know how much time you yeah. got with it. Yeah. And the other thing well, that's hard, maybe swerves the devil then. Well, but that's what I say. The other thing that's uh, a lot of this holds on is whatever the reveal is. If the reveal is a triple Grand Slam all-time moment well that person needs to be the person who takes mjf out but if it's oh okay and then mjf mustafa ali (laughs) right yeah and then it's like oh and then just mjf retains over the devil you know what i mean selfishly someone asked this it was like who do you think you know was And, and i've said selfishly again the story that has the most money if you just look at the roster and how it's constructed and who the personalities are and just the quickest way to make the most money with the best promos in the business, I still think you do modern day Ric Flair versus Dusty Rhodes with MJF playing Ric Flair and Eddie Kingston playing Dusty Rhodes. Like that's the money to me. Like if you want, again, we've talked about how the every man goes up against the, the boss well, we're tired of the boss, right? But the every man goes up against the spoon-fed Fucking rich kid. Right. We have that story for Everybody a dawn of time. Yeah, everyone. Right-wingers buy into that. Yeah, Left-wingers exactly. buy into that. You know what I mean? Everybody's Elementary, middle school, yep. high school, work. Yeah, everybody everyone has that, that snobby death. motherfucker. <laughs> well, and even in the contrary, like you said, there are definitely uh, pockets of this country and viewing audience who says these fucking lesser thans want my things. Fuck right. you. And they yeah. love MJF, right? They're going to wear the suits and put on the yeah. fucking sports coats and stuff, you know? True that. True that. There is those, yeah. Oh, because, I mean, honestly, go back and uh, there's a great, uh, I don't know if it's on the network anymore because I don't know if the network exists on Peacock, but it was on the WWE Network and it had a show called Rivals. And um, you you go back and they they chronicle the rivalry between Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair. And there are like, not a lot, but like 10 to 15 guys at these shows dressed up like the four horsemen and they hate Dusty Rhodes because they want the money and the women and all that. So like you could definitely get that today. I definitely think that's available. Tom, I got to pause you and go to the chat because we have a celebrity in the midst. Ooh, okay. Yep. It's Adam Pearson. Adam hey! Pearson says, Swerve is so hot right now. I think we have MJF beat Joe and have Swerve get revealed as the devil uh he is so hot right now um and man I'm, it could be swerve right it could be swerve I, almost anybody's in the thing i am adam pearson is so awesome by the way join in the chat everybody should be like adam pearson join in and give us some words adam pearson i don't know if you caught last week we have some big news coming up at the turn of the year and anybody yeah. just tuning in we're gonna rebrand this show so stay tuned for more on that later um, definitely next week we'll reveal more details but yeah man swerve if it's not swerve i don't know a whole lot of other candidates i think that i would point to and be like yeah okay they should take for, the title off mjf yes from that aspect 100 percent, i agree but logically that would be a wwe move 
Because how in the hell was Swerve the Devil at the same time he's breaking into Hangman's house and standing over the crib? Like, yeah. So why wasn't he just the devil then? Right. Yeah. He can't be right. Both, right. Yeah. Like, there's too much there. Again, from a hey, who's who's the biggest draw match we could do? It's Swerve and MJF. You know, arguably. But logically, it'd be like, what the? F- I don't know if that worked. There's a lot of plot holes. Um, but we'll see. I'm now looking at the chat here, too. Jeffrey Sills says, uh, speaking about my point, I want that, too, speaking of Eddie Kingston. But I don't think that will happen. Eddie's focus is going to be the Triple Crown, which, yes, the world's in Continental Classic. We got some fun things going on there. He has to win this Saturday to, I believe, make it to the Sibbies. And yep. I and I think it's I think it's what is it Eddie Kingston versus who is it this weekend? No, I can't think about it. Uh, I'll look that up. Buy me some time, Tim. Yeah, but they did point that out too. That like, hey, his titles rest in the balance, right? They basically said mm-hmm. they'll be vacated or something. Like if he if he loses this and doesn't make the semis until mm-hmm. until the winner is crowned. So it's Andrade. Yeah. It's 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 Eddie mm-hmm. Kingston versus Andrade. So he better. Okay, be so Andrade. that's when he can win. Yeah, that's when he like. There, it's not like that's not an upset for him to beat Andrade, right? Like I think where he's enough at that level, he's been champion. I think we can say it's fair fight. So he should win that. I hope, my God, I'm sure. <laughs> Fuck off if Andrade beats Eddie Kingston. I'll spit on the ground. Ah, piss me off. Um, all right, let's get back into AW Dynamite. Uh, we get into match four. Uh, it is Roderick Strong versus Commander. And this is fun. I like Roderick Strong uh, doing this thing where he's pointing out his next victim and then actually just beating him. Like it was just, he just beats his ass. Um, we get one of the best end of heartaches that I've ever seen where he throws commander up commander does a flip and then chest right into the knees. Um, side note, check out ROH final battle. If you can, uh, the match for the new, uh, ROH world television championship was a elimination match. The last two was Kyle Fletcher and commander fucking great. You know, I'm not a moves guy and this had no story. It was just, who's going to be champ. Spoiler alert, it's Kyle Fletcher, but it was fucking great. Very, very good. Okay, nice. So anyhow, Roderick Strong gets the victory here, and then afterwards, Renee is in the ring, and you got the kingdom stapling MJF is the devil all around the arena, right? Just MJF is the devil. MJF is the devil. And Renee is doing this interview, and she's like, Roddy, like, what's going on? And he does the Renee you know, okay. And then he goes, Joe needs to wake up and realize that MJF is the devil. Here's where, yes. Well, here's where I don't get that because he's already got the match, right? Like Samoa Joe already is going to face MJF at world's end. So who the, why the fuck does he care who the devil is? Like as long as he has his eye on MJF, you would think theoretically he's not going to get jumped by the devil. You know well, what I and, mean? So it's like, and he would have figured that out by now. Like yeah. how, how would MJ have been pulling off devil activities uh, with Samoa Joe standing guard? Yeah. So yeah, if, if there was some type of aspect where Samoa Joe needs to get this match, but the devil is the one that's holding this whole thing up. Well, then Samoa Joe would need to know who the devil is. 
but like he already has the match. So I don't know why he, he would even necessarily care. Like, I think he cares right now because he's saying, I need to make sure MJF isn't fucked isn't, up because when I right. beat him up, I don't want any excuses. Like, yeah, that's his motivation. Nobody title from him. It's me. Exactly. Like, that's his motivation. But, like, for him to be worried about, like, his safety, the way that Roddy's saying this, I don't know. Just not. It's not hitting with me. So, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Um, but yeah, we get the staple of the signs everywhere. Oh, MJF neck is strong, the like Adam Pearson says here in the chat. Um, yeah, neck I mean, the yeah, holidays. Really strong is great. Neck By the, the way, ne- neck, the neck the holidays. Neck the holidays. <laughs> neck the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. He needs to start coming out with scars and say neck oh. strong. Neck strong. Neck the halls. Yeah. Try to figure out something for Valentine's. Like the old live strong. Oh. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, make it yellow. Nah, fuck him. <laughs> fuck Lance, Lance Armstrong. It's a, a different bitch. shade of yellow. What's you yeah. you don't, you fucking trademark yellow, dick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> asshole. You cheated. Um, all right, now let's get into the main event. This is match five, and it is in the Continental Classic. John Moxley with 12 points. Go ahead. We, we, we've got to discuss a conversation going in the chat. We have a sidebar. Okay. Uh, Jeffrey Sill said, Adam Pearson said he's in Utah in January and Sundance. If we want to come out, let him know. Uh, also, to keep it on topic, how does Sting retire? And Jeffrey Sills later said, Swerve should be the one who wrestles Sting because he never really lost at All In, which Adam Pearson says, No, no, I was there. He lost. And Jeffrey Sills is saying, Check the tape. His dreads are hanging out. And man, I saw some dreads hanging out. I'm going to be honest. I saw some dreads hanging out. So here's here's the discussion around that match because Sting was in the coffin and they shut the door, but his baseball bat stopped the door from being fully shut. Yeah, if the baseball bat stops it, that's an inanimate object that he's holding. Right. And so if if the if the idea is that the casket has to be 100% closed, then in fact Swerve did not lose because his dread prevented the casket from closing now on the other side of the argument is the referee makes the final call so tough shit yeah record book says he lost (laughs) yeah Yeah. right the ref the ref ended the match and said that sting and darby won so look right there could be the reason swerve says sting fuck you you caused all of this shit because that's the other thing too now i'm gonna end you because go back to when Swerve approached Hangman and kind of started this ascension into what Swerve is today. The first thing he said is, I came out of that coffin and I'm refocused and I'm wanting everything that everyone said I can't have. And so then he could just pivot right to Sting and say, you caused this. So I'm ending Put you. Me in that coffin. Yeah. And so now I'm putting you in the coffin, theoretically and physically, you know, whatever. Um, love it. Love it. Get in the chat, everybody. These are the fun conversations we have. Yeah. Uh, but how would Sting retire? We'll take a quick side quest before we get in the main mm-hmm. event. And then again, we've got our Dear Santa three wishes, so stay tuned for that as well. How would you do a Sting retirement, which is coming up in March? Three months. <laughs> I feel like you have to do something with Darby. And like, I, like man, I would write... And I don't think I would get Sting to play along with this. Maybe you would. But I would write Sting as the heel on the end, right? Like, I would write him trying to be like, you know, like, like hey, I've got to give you one final lesson that I've been guiding you on here. 
and that is what my old buddy Steve Austin taught me is don't trust anybody or something, right? You know what I mean? Just, or what, just or Rick, Rick Flair, dirtiest player the in the game, right? Don't trust game. anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Boom, right? Yeah, and then Rick and Sting could be fucking, you know what I mean? Fucking flexible. Beta mafia style. Be, style. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would almost do that because that to me would be the more holy shit. And then you, you know, fucking Darby, you know, mm-hmm. puts him out of his misery, right? Like you've had enough, old man. Skateboard to the throat. Well, that's so this is how I would do it. I, I would also have Darby Allen in the final match, but this is how I would do it. I would have backstage Sting is just doing an interview with Renee. Oh, we're in, I don't know, you know, Greensboro. Yeah, yeah, some fucking southern town, Atlanta, Georgia, right? Why not? Atlanta, Georgia. You spend plenty of time here, you know. Um that is some southern it, town. Yeah. Right, exactly. I live yeah. there. Um <laughs> and so Sting and Renee are just doing an interview, right? And then you just have them do the regular interview, but you stay with it. Like you kind of like don't cut, but like the interview's over. And so Renee, like, thank you so much for the time staying and things like, of course. And then you still stay with the shot. And then you would have someone come up. I would have some middle card baby face that is just not thought of one way or the other. Kind of like a Trent. I love Trent, but you get what I'm saying. Someone in that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. realm and just go, Hey, sting, man, that retirement match is coming up at revolution. You know, you've been hanging around Darby Allen so much. A lot of guys have been talking, you know, we don't know who, who would win in that. And Sting's like, Oh, that's a great question. And he's like, yeah, man, that would be really cool. And then he just walks off and that's how you spark the conversation. Right. Yeah. And then so week after week, first for like three weeks, you have people start talking and Sting's like, Hey, I'm hearing a lot of people thinking, Darby and me should wrestle and who would be the better one? Well, I'm the teacher. So maybe there's one more lesson I have for Darby and Darby's like, it would be an honor. Right. And so you just do baby face versus baby mm-hmm. face. It's something that the locker room has said, all of this stuff. Right. So then you do the match matches, match, 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 match. And then that's when Darby turns heel and skateboard to the asshole or something, you know, that happens to sting balls one, two, three, his career's over, so he can't oh, get yeah. the revenge. Yeah, and Darby everybody like, hates Darby forever. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. retired. Yeah, because everything's all this like kissy lovey, like we love everything yeah, you've yeah. ever been sting. Oh my god, like thank you so much. Fucking skateboard to the taint. Just mm-hmm. oh fucking Qaddafi's him. Remember Qaddafi? Oh yeah. <laughs> I, uh, okay yeah, I'm giving Tom the pencil on this one I'm giving Tom the pencil on this one that's a good story like oh, that. if he yelled Gaddafi that would be the best and, uh, <laughs> we're not getting that I'll be goddamn. but I we mean if he did that. something yeah if he did something to where yeah just, everything is up and up and even you could have flair because this is oh this would be the cool thing the little caveats the little breadcrumbs throughout mm-hmm. is you, okay, so you do the three weeks of, uh, hey, everyone in the locker room thinks it's going to be Sting and Darby, you know, and so Sting's like, hey, then let's just find out, right? It'll be a fun way to end the career. My favorite tag team partner, which he said, let's see who the better person is, right? So I don't know how many weeks would that be, but like, let's say there's four or five weeks. Yeah. yeah so yeah. throughout that, Ric Flair is like talking to Sting. He's like, hey, man, these kids today, like, they'll take you out if they if they have the chance. And Sting's like, oh, yeah, no, I know. And he's like. No, man, like 
Remember when I kicked you out of the horseman? Yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll do that to you today. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, Flair. Hey, buddy. Dirtiest player in the game. used to be back in the old days. Yeah, exactly. They're They're not all trying to stab each other in the back, man. Yeah. Yeah. And then every so often, Ric Flair is saying these things of like, Sting, I mean, look at him. He paints half his face. That's fucking weird. These kids are weird today. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, just talking down on the jitter. tights under his jean shorts? Yeah. It's weird, man. Yeah. He missed a month because he wanted to climb a mountain. What the hell is up yeah. with that kid? You know, I wouldn't trust him. Weird, you know, and then yeah, and fucking fucking yeah. What the hell is that? that? Yeah, and then the turn, <laughs> and then you have the turn, and then I wouldn't have Flair like join. Yeah, Darby. I showed you. That. Yeah, no, just kind of be like, I tried to just be like, you. yeah, just I tried and hugs them, and they go off into the sunset. Right, we never see either one again because that's the other thing too. Let's get the fuck Flair out of here, right? Yeah, and both so, of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't mind Sting doing ambassador stuff for, you know, meet and greets and stuff like that. But I'm saying get Flair the fuck out of here. I've always so, said, we've said this too. The council needs to be some of the old retired guys, right? When two guys like can't resolve something or whatever, they, they go see the council. And you've just got random whoever three dudes happen to be there that are, you know, 60 mm-hmm. hanging out in the back locker room. And they're the council for that week, right? And yeah. You know I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, one thing that they do well with the pure championship that I think they could adopt for other matches is the three legends. Now with ROH, like no offense, but like who the fuck cares about Christopher Daniels? I I like him, but you get what I'm saying. He's not sting. If he had sting as a tiebreaker kind of judge kind of stuff. I mean, I wouldn't hate that sometimes. What if you had one title that was specifically where a bunch of legends were a committee to determine who the number one contender is? Exactly. Right? Yeah. And then they, then you get it, the guys start having beef with some of these legends. Like, what the fuck, man? Right. And then maybe mm-hmm. one of those legends is corrupt. Right. And they're mm-hmm. squeezing their guy in there. And you can tell all kinds of stories of that. Do it with the TNT championship, too. The legends represent the network. Because you got mm-hmm. the international championship. You got whatever this continental classic bullshit thing is. Yep. So you can have your you know, traditional ways of doing it. But the TNT championship is like, you. yeah, that'd be a great idea. I like that. Um, all right, let's get back on track as we typically do. Uh, we get to the main event. Yeah, we, is, get off, we get back on track a lot because we get off track a lot. So then we get back on. We're always side getting back quest, on track. Yeah, side quest, back on track, side quest. Yeah, back, back on, on track. track 17 times in an hour. <laughs> you never know. Try That's being in his fucking head. Yeah, try being yeah. in his fucking head. Dedicated, Plenty of side focused, tricks. Yeah. Yeah. focused I am. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we get John Moxley, 12 points, taking on Jay White, 9 points. And if Jay White wins, that means next week we get a triple threat between John Moxley, Swerve Strickland, and Jay White. And this, I thought, like I said at the start of this, I thought this was an upset. Jay White. Yeah, I agree. Gets the victory straight up. Now, not really straight up. There was a little bit of shenanigans. Um what was it? Was there like a, let me read it here. Uh, uh, da, 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 Blade Runner. There is a Blade Runner, but there, there was a folding chair, right? Jay White grabs a folding chair, slides oh, it in the ring. Uh, how, how the, uh, how the thing went down. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was, was a little shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was very similar to, so Jay White beat Roosh the same way with a low blow. Yeah. Then he tried to do it to Swerve Strickland. Swerve Strickland stopped it. But then this time it worked on John Moxley. John Moxley had a leg injury throughout too, which I thought was a good way to sell it. Um, but yeah, uh, we get the Blade Runner from Jay White. One, two, three. Next week, Jay White, Swerve Strickland, John Moxley. What do you yeah. think about that outcome? 
my initial first thought was like, ugh, Jay White beats John Moxley. I don't like that. But I also immediately was like, yeah, but we can't have John Moxley as like the unbeatable, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody can beat him. If Jay White can't get John Moxley one time, especially if there was a little bit of shenanigans, then what are we even doing here, right? So this right. is fine. And again, yeah, you add an extra guy into this thing, right? Like, yeah, this shouldn't mm-hmm. be terrible. Yeah. Now, breaking kayfabe, I think the reason is is because Jay White's taking the pin. I don't think they want Swerve Strickland or John Moxley. John Moxley That's losing two it. weeks in a row, right? That would be kind of bad for the ace of AEW. Um, and Swerve Strickland definitely can't That's be losing. Point. So now Jay like White, that. you get a victory over him, but you're going to take the pin. You're going to take the pin. And then John uh, doesn't have to lose, and Swerve goes on or right. whatever, right? Yeah. Now we don't know what the this is the Gold League, right? Yeah, we don't know what yes, the Blue League the final league. is, right? So we don't know what the right. Blue League semis is. It's going to be Eddie. My guess Fucking Eddie. is it's a rematch. My guess is it's a rematch with Eddie Kingston, Brian Danielson. I think after Brian Danielson beat Eddie Kingston and grabbed that sign, which I do not think was a plant. I think it was just perfect timing where it said Eddie is a bum and he just threw it onto Eddie. And then Eddie took that and said, everyone's getting fucking murdered because of Brian Danielson. My logic would say that's the semis on that side. And then as we already know with this, it's a triple threat. Jeffrey Sill says Jay White is now two and O against Moxley first beat him in the G one. Oh, G one. Know that? There you go. G uh, <laughs> yeah, one. I don't know what the G one is. There, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah right. Okay. Sure. The um, climax. The G one climax. It's a tournament they do. Right? Oh, I know. I was just bullshitting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's the Gatorade that with the. All right. The side G1. note. <laughs> we're gonna get back on track. But side note, the other day I was watching. Uh, pardon the. Yeah, I was watching. Pardon the interruption. You know the show. Pardon the interruption. Right. Fucking Mike Wilbon. Look, they're old. I get it. But this asshole, they're talking about the Chiefs. And like, was their victory against the Patriots impressive, you know? And they're going, oh, I don't know, you know, all this stuff. But then Mike Wilbon goes, you know, uh, what's his name that plays tight end and his girlfriend I just have no interest in. And I'm like, you fucking asshole. You don't know as a sports columnist, the greatest or second greatest tight end of all time and arguably just as a human, the most famous female, like fuck off. Like, yeah, that's such a, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's what yeah. I do. Okay, even JR knows who they are. Yeah. Yeah. He even said, I think he said, uh, uh, he had Travis John Kelsey Moxley. reference. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah it was like, like John Travis Moxley Kelsey. was like a Travis. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. And he doesn't know shit about that. Excalibur was like, does that make Renee Paquette? He's like, never mind. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> it was, that's a good call out too. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Um, all right. So we don't know the gold league, right? Jeffrey Seal says, I don't take opinions from someone who tucks in his jersey into his jeans. Hashtag Mike Wilbon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, Mike Wilbon. Just the worst. I just. Like, Except for really tucking the jersey into jeans? Oh, he fucking threw out the first pitch at Wrigley Stadium, Wrigley Field, at Wrigley Field in front of thousands of people with a customized Cubs jersey tucked into his jeans. Probably tucked into his underwear too, fucking nerd. You took nothing into jeans. Oh, like I mean, there may be a situation, but like, unless you're like at a, you know, you're having to wear a, a tie a with the kind of thing, right? Yeah. yeah, they're like you go jeans day or something. Maybe you're tucking yeah. your polo in, maybe. But yeah, like, that's it. Never dog. 
Any, not yeah. A jersey? You tuck a jersey into nothing. Yeah. You never tuck no. a jersey. So who are you taking? We're, we're going to do an early prediction on this one. You got the triple threat, Jay White, Swerve Strickland, John Moxley. Kind of told you my pick. I think Jay White's taking the pin. And I think I'll go first. I think John Moxley advances. Because I, I think it's going to be Moxley Kingston. That's what I, I think. think. Kingston's running the gauntlet through, you know, the the BCC folks, right? Like he's going to. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, do you. OK, so does it end in heartbreak or does it end in triumph? Let's say we agree on that, right? Because the money is in the, the heartbreak, but the I triumph is the moment. Heartbreak with Moxley as the triple crown champion, the first ever triple crown champion. Mm-hmm. And he took Kingston's titles and then Kingston's is just fucking mental breakdown a collapse yeah. from that is how i, I write am, it yeah <laughs> but, i yeah. am excited though not even excited i'm uh i'm anxious i should say about what the fuck all this means because tony khan said next year we're going to do the continental classic again but if you're the champion then do you get like a buy or do you just face the winner of the tournament because you're already the champion yeah, because he's mentioned the Continental Classic Championship, which I'm assuming yes. again is is not defended other than this. It's yeah, like, like the a, Owen Hart thing. Might as well be a trophy. Yeah, like the Owen Hart trophy. I thought. And but, then so can the triple crown be diluted? Can it be pulled apart ever? Because yeah, th- those also, by the way, two different companies involved in this, right? There's a new yeah, Japan because- title. Yeah, because if you're just in New Japan, you're like, I just want to be the open weight champion of New Japan. I don't give a fuck about America. Well, then that's the only title yeah. you want, right? Like you. Yeah, I don't know if this will two. always be a triple crown. Maybe is the feeling I'm getting. I'm just saying they're saying this year. It's gonna be a triple that's crown what I'm not, hoping. And then that, yeah. yeah, what I'm hoping is if it is John Moxley, which would be a pretty safe bet, right? Is that he says I'm the triple crown. He goes off for a couple of weeks. We don't see him in AEW. He loses from shenanigans the open weight champion, open weight championship to Kenta, right? So Kenta is your open weight champion in New Japan. And then at the next ROH pay per view, he's the heavyweight champion. He defends against what I think would be fucking awesome Dalton Castle. Dalton Castle beats him because the boys interrupt. Dalton Castle is your heavyweight champion. And then at the next year, kind of like the Dynamite Diamond Ring. John Moxley's like, I'm here to defend my Continental Classic Championship. Jeffrey Seal says Kingston wins because this is him fixing it for Renee, and Mox finally goes on that vacation. However, Adam Pearson says, seriously, tucking a jersey into your jeans? The last guy who did that was a former Subway spokesperson. <laughs> I'm like, how'd that end for him? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want to be like that guy. What's that guy up By to? By the way. Do you know the fraudulent nature of his claim ever before of his, like, I walked to Subway every day back and forth. He lived on the top part of a building that had a Subway on the bottom corner. So his walking consisted of him leaving his fucking motel style door, walking down a flight of steps and walking down to the same fucking building. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yes, and all, okay. Another thing, but and Subway, he was a child fucking porn predator. Well, yes, but also the other thing about Subway specifically is it's a fucking lunchable. They're not healthy. It's all fucking styrofoam bread yeah. and sliced fucking government yeah. cheese and like meats. Eighty-five percent yeah. meat. 
Yeah, fucking, of course. I love when people are like, I'm eating healthy. I'm having Subway today. I'm like, you're having a fucking Lunchable, like an eighth grader, you fucking loser. Like, that's not healthy. Yeah, fucking don't, like, it's fine. Eat your Subway. That's great. It's fine. Yeah. Delicious. But don't call it healthy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you're going to eat it, fucking yeah. cool. I don't give Kill a shit. Kill a Subway but, sandwich right now, but, yeah, but if <laughs> I'm you're, not calling it healthy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying I'm on a diet. You know what I mean? Yeah, keep fucking... slathering that mayonnaise on that thing. And let's go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, keep putting the fucking Nerf style uh, balls like into the bread. mayo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the extra cheese, please. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what they do healthy. to keep the bread uh, puffed up is they put the Nerf balls in there and that's what keeps the freshness of the nice. bread. That's why they fucking go. Love Hell it. yeah. I'm going to go get some soap after this. All right. I love that shit. Well, I do. Yeah, man, people my are dear like, oh, yeah, like people are talking about like Taco Bell isn't real food. I fucking, I don't care. It goes in and out. That's all I need it to do. I'm I'm hungry. I'm yeah. not. It's out. I'm yeah. fine. Look, I'm not saying I'm going to eat it every day. I'm like, I'm going to yeah, eat it well, once <laughs> My wife is uh, disgusted in me that I know the numbers on the fast forward. <laughs> I know what a number six is. Yeah, it's yeah, two yeah. gorditas and a, and a hard taco. She's like, why do you know that? I'm like, I'm fucking hating her all the time. Because yeah, it's great. Because yeah. Yeah, awesome. they put it on a sign right here. It's like, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. How am I not going to memorize things? I have a good brain. That's what I'm sorry. Your means. memory recall is dwindling yeah. with your advanced age, but mine is still. Yeah, mine's great. Yeah, mine's yeah. fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, man. So Memory's that was- solid. Still fucking lifting, fucking yeah. morning wood every day. Yeah, I'm everything happening for me. Everything is great for me. All right, so let's move on from AW Dynamite and let's get into Tim, our dear Santa. How you want to do this? You want to okay. ping pong get back and forth? Yeah, and anybody in the chat, if you have some Christmas wish lists, feel free to just lead them, throw them in here. We'll we'll disperse them into the show. You know, Adam um, Pearson uh, throwing out his quick little prediction. He thinks we're going to get Moxley versus Ziggler for the ROH Heavyweight Championship. Ziggler, that yeah. would the, be the a ninety great day idea. competes are done. By the way, for that last mm-hmm. crew, your Ziggler, your Mustafa, mm-hmm. uh, obviously Matt Riddle joined MLW. Um, I think your Boogs was in that, right? Your uh, mm-hmm. Madcap Moss was in there. So these people will start. Tr- I don't want any of them in AW, but maybe Ziggler. I could see Ziggler in AW, but ROH would be great if you say. Yeah. Hey, we want people to buy subscriptions. If you put in Mustafa Ali and Ziggler over there, fucking awesome. Love that idea. Yeah. Would love that. Yep. 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 Um, so yeah, sprinkle your uh wish list in the chat. And I'll go first with one here. We normally do three each. Yep. Um, this one I feel like it's pretty easy, and I'm hoping it's already in the bag. I hope Santa already, this is an easy gift for you. I want AEW to win the bidding war. 2024 Santa, please. I need MJF to resign with AEW. Oh my God. Here. Oh my God. Got to yes. do it. Has to do it. Yes. I has to do it. One, I don't think I can live without it. I don't know how it's going to go now. I would not even want to see the bastardization of the MJF character in the PG fucking corporate bullshit of what WWE is. Yeah. Like, Fuck that. That would be such be a same. heartbreak. He's one of the few that, like, okay, I would make me, like, okay, I'm going to see what he does. Or, like, I, I go watch and see what he does. Of course. Man, I just know how they do it. I know how they write. Yeah. And I it, just, it would like, just, I it would be so depressing. The people that work over there are Cornball Cody, right? Cornball Cody was a star over there because he comes over to our fucking world. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. I'm Everybody doing the tribalism. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, but like he comes over into our yeah. world and he gets booed out of the fucking building because we're about that real shit, motherfucker. Eddie kicks we're him in this motherfucker. the edges over here. Yeah. 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 You go do the fucking I'm American, I've solved racism. Fuck that shit. Go over that fucking thing. Do a make a wish over there. Fuck that shit. I don't want that over here. Out of here. Fuck out of here. All right. Fuck um, but yes, I want that too. I co sign on that one. All right. I'm kind of going to go with what I just talked about with ROH. This, I don't know how to exactly say it succinctly, so I'm going to say it and then I'll explain it. Separate. I want ROH and AEW to be separate. Like, if you want me to buy the ROH 999, make it because I don't fucking see these people. And you keep telling mm-hmm. me that Dalton Castle's the shit and all these people so that I have to go get it, right? I'm okay with the occasional super fight and a John Moxley goes to ring of honor at a pay-per-view. You know what I mean? hate sprinkling in some dual pay-per-views where you show me a couple of those ROH matches on the AEW pay-per-view. If we don't have a couple solid stories or something like. Yeah. And vice versa. Kind of like at the final battle we did in honor of Jay Briscoe, BCC Mm -hmm. versus FTR and and Mark Briscoe. Perfect. Right? Like that's okay. But I don't want to see. Uh, you know, Samoa Joe, when he was the Ring of Honor television champion, I didn't want to see him in AEW on Dynamite. Defended. It's too convoluted to fucking separate that stuff because then if you do have like Athena right now is killing it, right? She main evented the final battle. She hasn't been on AEW television, right? You keep building that up, building that, building it up. And then lights go out, her and timeless Tony Storm come face to face. That's fucking a bigger deal. Yeah. But if you just have them kind of always in the same shows, it's too confusing and bullshit. So, yes, yeah, separate the fucking rosters. Jeffrey Sills, uh, he says to Dear Santa, he said, I want Tony Khan to bring Athena up to the big show and give her the big gold ladies belt. So he, he mm. wants to just pluck her from ROH. Put her yeah. My, here's the thing. Again, I want ROH to be successful because I want guys like J.D. Drake to have a job. You know what I mean? And those types Mustafa of people. Mustafa Ali should go over Mustafa there. Mustafa Ali. Here in the chat. I think Jeffrey Sills also said that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I want people. Yeah. I want people like the Dark Order to, you know, revamp and do some stuff down there. Right. Uh, so my worry is if you take Athena out of the women's division, well, then who's like who's Billy Starks isn't ready yet. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so it would just be like, what do you got next? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, another one I got here is Dear Santa, I would like us to dial up on the realistic details, right? We covered some of this last week. Can we get some real countouts? Like, let's get mm. these countouts to be an actual mm-hmm. count. Damn, 10 count, and let's count some people out, right? I like standings. We don't have to, like, live, rigidly live by them, because even in, in MMA, they're standings, but, like, the number oh. five guy can battle the champion, right? They're the number one, right? Like, they're just talking points, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we need Conor realism. McGregor, yeah, Conor McGregor mm-hmm. is not in the top 10, but if he comes back, he gets a title shot because he sells shot, the most right. favorite. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, so like that. And then even into the production, right? Some small things here, right? Like, I don't need the like, well, we're out here fighting, and then like all of a sudden, now we're just going to have a match. Like you said, wasn't there a match scheduled, right? I need to see mm-hmm. something happen about that. I need to see them moving things around, somebody getting mad because they get bumped. Just a little bit more in the realism that makes us feel like, we're seeing a little bit behind the scenes of a real sports organization going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, I a hundred percent. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, to your point a little bit as, as well as like, you know, we always say high risk moves, but everyone seems to hit them. 
You know what I mean? Like no one's ever just missed it. Like I want, yeah, like you said, count outs to be a count out high risk to fucking be a, right. a crash yeah. and burn. Like, yeah, I, I agree. Right. With you. I like that. And give me something like, tell me the, these stakes are like, somebody's going to win a prize purse, make up a number, like do something, give yeah. me, make it feel like something's on the line, that mm-hmm. this is an actual thing, that these aren't just people that just show up and they're like standing in the pool and they're like, all right, you get in here and maybe you get a title shot tonight. And it was like, that makes no sense in my brain. Right? Yeah. Like this isn't how people would really operate. Yeah. And, and you know, if you're going to say, for example, the, the winner of, uh, the holiday bash, AEW dynamite, uh, the main event winner gets an extra hundred thousand dollars. Don't make it just because someone's poor and they need the money. Fucking everyone who won a hundred thousand dollars. Right. So like, know, they're prize fighters. That's what we're here for. Yeah. That's why they're fucking fighting. Cause that's the thing that wrestling trope. I, I, I kind of dislike is every time money's involved, it's because someone's down and out on their yeah, luck. Need the money. Yeah. Look, Sad Corbin was great, but like, we don't always need to have everyone be sad Corbin. You know what I'm saying? So, right. Um, right. All right. Okay. So my second one is they kind of did this a little bit and it made me excited. And then as soon as I got excited about it, they just fucking bailed. But I want AEW Rampage to have its own stories. So we did this with Santana and Ortiz, where it was only on Rampage. They're cutting promos on each other. And then mm-hmm. their blow off match was on Rampage. And that was the story since then, not a fucking thing's been told. Right. And so make Friday night a fucking thing. You know, like when I was a kid, not to fucking say one back in my day, but WCW Saturday night had its own matches. They would have Mm -hmm. the barbarian and Ming versus fire and ice. And they would wrestle like three weeks in a row. And then the winner of that would face Harlem heat for the tag team championships, right? Like they would have stories out of those shows that would build to the next things. And so I'm tired, even though we're going into what year five, I think we got to stop with these, you know, Roger strong, which again is great, but Roger strong just beats someone on rampage. I don't fucking care. Like I'm not tuning in just to see Roger yeah. strong beats. Someone. Like and I need that's to have what I mean. There's stories. no realism involved in this. Like, why are they if if you're not telling me a standings exist, whether or not we adhere to them, if you're not telling me they exist, what are they wrestling for? You're not telling me that they win something, you're not telling me that they lose something. They're just doing it just to do it, just to be on TV, I guess. It feels weird and yeah. doesn't feel right, doesn't feel normal. Yeah. Please, and then with yeah, please, Santa. Dear Santa with that. And also with the caveat too, just for me. Start doing Rampage before Dynamite oh, at yeah. the live shows because then the crowd cares more. Mm-hmm. And then if you tell the stories, then the show is more interesting because if it's taped, half these fucking dorks want to Dave Meltzer everything and read things before it actually happens. Fucking nerds. Yeah. And so then they're not watching. But if you say the crowd's hot and oh, my God, the payoff of, you know, Billy Starks and Athena happens on Rampage, you might actually watch. So dear Santa on that. Adam Pearson as a dear Santa. He says he would like Sasha Banks to be a surprise entrance in the Royal Rumble and win and get Sasha versus Rhea at Mania. And you know what? I hope that happens too, Tom, because then I don't have to see Sasha Banks because I'm not. Yes. (laughs) One million percent. I hope she goes over there and stays for her entire life. I just stays Mm -hmm. there. Just every show right there. WWE. Just don't ever. Don't go any yeah, other show. I think Adam Pierce knows enough to know that we've never been Sasha Banks fans. Uh, uh, but I don't know if he's been able to tune in enough to know that like we really don't 
watch a whole lot of WWE anymore. Um, Rhea's good. I'll give you that. Rhea is good, but the programming they give the folks over there that are good is often lacking. Do you see this? Adam Pearson, I think, gave us uh, what Jeffrey Sills has called a woge bomb. He said MJF oh. re-signed in October. Oh. How do you know that? I don't know. How do you know that, Adam Pearson? Yeah. By the way, I have a MJF stupid... just said he didn't. Now, yeah, right. again, is he working us, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, is he? Yeah, that is true. Uh, by the way, I have such a stupid brain. I never know how to read that word. I don't know if that's resigned or re-signed. Oh, so re-signed, like when someone yeah, said, like, or, well, did right? he quit? I, did he? I don't know. I know. What does that mean? I know, and it means to like <laughs> to know <laughs> different things here. completely uh, opposite things. Yeah. Chris Farrell in the chat, thanks for jumping in. He says, I love the human duplex machine in the background. Yeah, yeah human duplex great, machine. It? It's good yeah. stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Love it. Um, oh, uh, Jeffrey Sills. Again, we'll get back into our dear Santa, but we also mm-hmm. want to join this conversation. Uh, the top flight uh, and action Andretti versus the Lucha crew on rampage. That was fun. If you're, Oh, if the you're ones new, they were saying was like the best triple yes, thing they'd ever yeah. seen. Okay. Yeah. Now again, if, if you're new to this, we'll kind of fill you in. If you've been with us for a while, you probably know the Lucha style just going to be completely honest with you is it necessarily like our yeah bread and butter we're not the most lucha people you're ever going to meet however those motherfuckers went off and and the thing is you know i was telling my wife this too because i force her to watch all these shows while she reads a book and i just yell at her and she's like i'm trying to read i'm like fucking but here's this point i have about eddie kingston you know why um yeah (laughs) this is so cool you You know the one thing that i keep saying to her and to really anyone that'll listen to me uh, is if you really want AEW to be different than WWE, because to one thing, uh, WWE's credit is their main event picture is diverse, right? We have a Samoan as champion where then we have Seth Rollins as our white guy. Then we have an Austrian and Gunther as our inter, uh, continental champion. You know what I'm saying? What I think AEW needs to do is take advantage of their diversity and put Hinta in the main event picture, put Swerve in the main event picture, put Keith Lee in the main event picture, like people that just look different than white guy at six six foot two. Like, I think that's what you need to do is put all those guys towards the top and that'll separate you a little Uh, bit. Jeffrey still says you guys need to do a watch along to one of the pay-per-views. And maybe that's something we should consider, right? Doing some live stream watch alongs, pay-per-views. Maybe that's something rebrand at the end of the year, maybe. Yeah. If you guys give us the audience, I, for one, will always join. I'll talk to myself for two hours. I usually do. Like I said, my yeah. wife hates me. Mm-hmm. I don't think she hates me, but she doesn't definitely doesn't listen to me. So I'm just talking to myself as it is. Um, so if you guys want that, we would love to do that. Definitely 100%. do that. Uh, Chris Farrell here says, Dear Santa, I would like AW World Champion Swerve Strickland next year. Hope that's not stomping on any mm. your toes because we've got one nope. each left here. Yep. Um, and But Theo also says, any of you remember that Dolphin Twitter account that was giving out pay-per-view results? This is going back. This is like maybe 13, 14. And it was like, right, every time for like months on months on yes. months. And WWE like was even in the news of like, they're trying to like test to see who the hell this person is. I wonder what ever became of that. Was that was that Adam Pearson? Adam? Adam! 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So for my final Dear Santa, uh, I want a focus on more of these multi-threaded storylines like we've mm-hmm. been getting with AEW, right? Where it's not just not again, I, we don't exist to shit on WWE, but like when they have 
everybody in the match, the storylines didn't thread each other. They just were like, you're all standing in a ring together. Mm -hmm. Fight it out. You guys are good guys. You guys are bad guys. No. What we're seeing here is Swerve and all the backstory with Hangman. Or not Hangman, but like a MJF, right? But he's also hating Hangman, and like, they're, and they're just crossing now. Samoa Joe's squaring up to Swerve because he's like, "This is my fucking property," and he's like, "Yeah, well, you touched yeah. my fucking property." Like, more of this. As I said, we we've gone enough of the People's Champion versus Authority figure, right? right? Like, mm-hmm. we're done with that. I need more things like this. Clue who done it, right? Like, uh, your kind of your Walking Dead things, like who's who's on which camp, right? And and who's stabbing mm-hmm. each other in the back, and who's Who's getting ahead over somebody else and leaving somebody in the dust, right? Like, and all those sort of like coming back for revenge for deeds done wrong, that kind of stuff. We need more of that, more of these multi threaded, deeper storylines. Another great example that doesn't necessarily have like a who done it, but something that obviously we enjoyed a ton that had so many other tentacles a part of it was the Hangman downfall, right? So, mm-hmm. Hangman and Kenny Omega are the tag team champs. But then Hangman has this crisis of conscience that he doesn't think he's good enough, right? So then he essentially costs them the tag team championships to FTR because FTR takes advantage of his drinking problem. But then out of that, we get the dream match of FTR versus the Young Bucks. But then out of that, the Young Bucks hate Hangman for being such a shithead, so they kick him out of the elite. Like all of those things, because it yeah. wasn't a who done it, but it was all the well. That's how we got it's this multi-threaded, right? right? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That was another story that I thought. Obviously, the thread the thread was Hangman gets yeah, the, but there's you know, subplots, and all the subplots yeah. are tainted by who else is kind of involved, right? Yes, again, so it's realistic. It's how the world works. Well, and that, <laughs> well, and and then it makes it more fun, right? Because you know, one thing that AEW does, I, I, you can criticize them about, is sometimes they just say, "Here's a you know a dream match," and it's like, "Why?" It's like, "Just cause," and it's like, "Okay," but when it was FTR versus the Young Bucks for the first time. It made sense because FTR took advantage of the Young Bucks friend who then they end up not liking because he turned into an alcoholic. Right. But like, that's how we got there. And so more of that. Yeah, I 100 percent agree. with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to kind of piggyback off that and I'm going to say it until it happens because it's the number one thing I want to have happen in pro wrestling. And I don't care if no one else wants it. I want it. It's what I want. I think it's the best story. Tony, hire me. I'll write it. I probably already have it fucking written somewhere. But you gotta give me number one contender, Eddie Kingston, taking on your AEW World Heavyweight Champion, MJF, in a program. Not a, it's a spring break match. Tonight on Collision. Yeah, no. no I'm talking... They meet eye to eye. Someone says something and we get rolling into their backstories and we get the fucking culmination at a pay-per-view. That is the fucking money. I can already do just fucking think of a sit down interview with Jim oh. Ross, Eddie Kingston and MJF. Just think of the three of them just fucking sitting there. Cause that's the best that Jim Ross is right now is sitting there backstage taped interview. Right. You know what I mean? Not having him watch Kenny Omega get his yeah, ass beat. Because like, what he does that like Renee can't do or RJ City is he can be like, oh, come on, that's bullshit. Right. Like, yeah. And he has the, the authority. Question. Right. Yeah. And he has right. the authority of like, you know, I'm the fucking OG yeah. in this shit. Yeah. Like, he'll okay. be like, yeah, but you're lying. Right. Like, come on, cut it out. What he said is yeah. true. Why don't you talk to that? Right. Like, yeah, yeah. He, he can do that. 
Yes. And so just the three of them sitting there and then, oh my God. Because if you fuckers thought that CM Punk and MJF had a good back and forth, which credit to them, it was fun. Eddie Kingston, someone who could actually cut a promo and doesn't rip off Bret Hart. Fucking Jesus, man. Come on. Like, oh, it's the best. It's already yeah. it's already happened I'm in my mind you. like ten times. I know, like, yeah, right. I know. <laughs> you tell me, no, you you yeah. map it out with the action figures every day. You're over here, like, and then he'll say, <laughs> yeah, and then he'll sit right here and he'll go like this, and then yeah. I already have him ready. Look at, it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good to have an outlet. So t- <laughs> and then he and then he loses the championship and he's all bloody and, and he bloody. goes, Eddie, Eddie, hey, yeah, see, you got it. <laughs> Hire us, Tony. Oh, this man. has been fun, man. And Santa's gonna—I feel like we've been good boys and girls uh, here in the Spanish Announce Table Nation. I think Santa's gonna bring us uh, everything we asked for and more. I think it's gonna be a great new year, and we'll discuss the year that was mm-hmm. and some things to look forward to from the Spanish Announce Table. Yeah, and also, and also, get your list ready. Again, we're not gonna go too mm-hmm. far out of the box. So already start thinking of your match of the year, your wrestler of mm-hmm. the year. You know. You know. Obviously, we know what Story the promo of the year. Yeah. Right? Think of some ones you hated, right? We usually ask yeah. for worst. Right? Mm-hmm. We already know the promo of the year. Travis Kelsey telling the mayor of Cincinnati to know your role, shut your mouth. That was the promo of the year. We already know that. So think of something else, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Second moment spot. of the year was, you know. She's one of the Super Bowl. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Everybody knows that, yeah. So think Weird of how it's going to happen again, even though nobody can yeah. catch a pass, and they'll still win the Super Bowl. Ah, it doesn't whatever. matter. Fucking, you know. <laughs> throw it to amputees. We're still going to fucking win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. so we'll be back next week a lot of news you won't want to miss next week's episode as we talk about the future of this program right here but until then uh you know happy holidays to all and uh, we'll see you here next week the spanish announce table